0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Gird your loins. It's time to go on vacay. Welcome back to Vacay. I'm your host, Lisa Hamilton. This week, my guest is an Aussie model who has been taking the world by storm. Yes, even in the middle of a pandemic. I was so lucky to speak to Jennifer Attilamil, who has been an instrumental player in helping incite positive change when it comes to diversity in the fashion industry. Last year, she became the first Aussie curve model to be signed by frickin' Victoria's Secret and was also the first mixed race curve model to be signed by them. So, like, that's just so incredible. I am a huge fan. I spoke to Jennifer all about representation and inclusivity and also about how she's appreciating the slower lifestyle now after kind of burning out while traveling for work pre-pandemic. And I just, I found her to be so inspiring, so warm and humble. And I'm, yeah, look, if it sounds like I'm obsessed with her... I am. I'm not going to lie. Even more obsessed now that I have spoken to her. I'm so grateful that I get to bring you this chat this week, guys. I really hope you enjoy it. Jennifer Mill. I am actually so stoked that I've got you on vacay I don't know I don't know how I've pulled it off because you're you're shit hot right now but thank you anyway for for slumming it on on vacay
1: no worries honestly I I'm always happy to do an interview and I think like even you know with my my own stuff and and trying to get interviews for like other people I almost like don't realize the power that I might have like trying to get people you know, in to talk to me, but I always have time, always have time to to chat and to share my story or whatever else. So yeah, thanks for having me.
0: I appreciate it so much. And yeah, I mean, you were just saying that it's a bit of a weird time. You're you're not doing like a lot because you're in New York and New York is kind of a bit of an epicenter for this whole crazy shit show that's going on. What is, what is it like living there at the moment?
1: Honestly, right now it's, uh, it's better than it was. Um, I have to say, like, I do think our summer was, was quite nice. Like there were still restrictions, but we were able to do things. Now that it's gotten really cold, um, and, A lot of things have closed because of the spike in in cases and whatever. It's getting a little bit dark and depressing, but, you know, I'm grateful to be working and um, just, yeah, trying to keep my head above water and and really taking the time when I do have it off to just rest and not be too hard on myself to get things done, even though I like to be busy all the time, which is uh, (laughs) something that I'm learning about myself that, you
0: know, I can actually be slow and and calm. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that's, I guess, if there's a silver lining from this, that you know, everyone keeps going on about, but it's it's that ability now to to just step back and and appreciate the things that are around us. As as naff as that sounds, that's that's truly been, I think, what everyone's discovered.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And and finding that that right work-life balance and actually having a life outside of work so
0: (laughs) yeah yeah and I mean speaking of work it's like it goes without saying that you have had just I mean an incredible past few years you have I mean blown up in more ways than one you have not only been working on these huge campaigns but you've definitely become you know, a bit of a face for this movement of diversity and inclusion in the fashion world. And I think it's so easy to just sort of throw away the fashion and beauty world and just be like, it's such a vapid thing. But I think, you know, your story in particular has shown us that there is so much meaning in uh, representation and I just think that's incredible so firstly thank you for sort of doing that and taking on all of that but how have these past few years been for you personally um
1: you know it's been really interesting and I think it only took it took last year for me to really take a step back and and have a look at how far I'd actually come because it's really easy when you're in in the thick of it to kind of think that you're not doing enough and that you can still be doing more and you know I think that is the illusion that has been shattered for me that you know how far I've already come is enough but you know I still would like to do more but um I think on reflection it's crazy to think like three years ago I was still in Australia you know finishing off my master's degree I was kind I was working in Australia but I actually found my old manifestation notes um that I'd done maybe from like end of 2019 maybe even 2018 and it was like New York will happen if it's supposed to happen like just trust in the process and it's crazy to think that it did happen and I did have faith in the process and like it has all come you know to fruition for me but uh, like I just I feel like I don't I still don't kind of believe that I'm here and I almost still don't recognize like how much I've done and how much I'm still doing. Um and I don't know if that's like a, a pressure I've put on myself or a, a like a societal pressure that's put on women or both. <laughs> um yeah, I don't know. I don't even yeah. know if I've answered your question. I feel like I've just rambled on about nothing.
0: <laughs> no, I get really I mean, nervous I and I start I rambling. Before I, I had this chat with you, like as important as you are for so many people um because of the fact that you're just people are seeing themselves in you and seeing themselves being represented I mean that must that must take a toll on you and I don't mean in a negative way but that that's that's a lot to to carry and so I imagine that you are like now just really st- the the dust is settling and you're like wow I'm I mean that for a lot of people and I think one one thing that really stood out to me you shared it on your instagram the other day um and i i'm sorry i don't know who the person was but you shared they were standing in front of your um campaign that was in times square and i think you said something to the effect of this this tells this tells me that it's worth it like this really hits home to me like someone there sees themselves represented in times square like that's crazy and 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 that was a big moment for you
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think it was my Victoria's Secret um, campaign and someone else had, had um, just got a billboard in, in Australia. And yeah, they, they'd seen how it felt when, you know, kind of felt my success when it happened to me and then it happened to them. And they were like, I didn't think this was possible. And thank you for kind of paving the way. And I was just like, Oh, I helped you. Like it's, it's this, Yeah. yeah, it's this crazy thing. And and I, I do forget sometimes, like I am I think too, I I, I have a lot of internalization of, of who I'm supposed to be or whatever, but I do forget sometimes that I am just me. I am just a human, like I'm I'm just little old me from, you know, rural I'm no, not rural Melbourne, <laughs> like <laughs> Eastern suburbs. Like I'm not I'm not really a city girl, but you know, I like yes, I've got this Instagram following, but I feel like, I don't know if there's been pressure put on people that have large followings to live up to this like level of influence. I know I've definitely been feeling it recently, but I am just, you know, a humble old gal from Melbourne (laughs) and it, it does inspire me when, when people do reach out and say, you know, that I have impacted their lives in some, in some way. Cause it does, you know, when I am having those like really dark I I won't say like really dark days, but there have been some, some lower days, especially in the last year, you know, when I do have people reach out, it does remind me that I have been making a difference in people's lives and it isn't all like, not for nothing, but, you know, I do feel like I've put a lot of pressure on myself to, to be this force for change. and, And then when I don't see it happening as fast as I would like it to, even though it is happening very, very slowly, um, I do get reminded when people reach out that, you know, it is happening and it is impacting people in in a very small way, but impactful way.
0: For sure. And yeah, and I I can totally see how it might seem like a slow burn, but, you know, seeing you in that Victoria's Secret campaign like that, that is so meaningful and it really does, it moves the needle. So well done. Well done you. you. (laughs) (laughs) Now, speaking of, I mean, Victoria's Secret, you've worked on some other huge campaigns. It's no secret that that comes with travel and, you know, jet setting all around the world. How did you manage that when, I mean, I, I, again, I remember you shared something uh, from your diary and you were like, this was what my schedule was going to be. And it was going to be back to back and literally not a day off. And you were reflecting, um, obviously when COVID hit and you were like, How was how is this my life? Like how was I just getting on a plane? I, I mean, that's so overwhelming to look at it. How is it sort of living that life?
1: Yeah. <sighs> um I had no boundaries prior to like this year. And I basically said yes to everything. I was very much like a people pleaser. I didn't really um Yeah. I didn't, I feel like I just, I was so caught up in, in travel and and this career that I'd built for myself. I was like, yes, 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 yes. And I still kind of had like the twinkle in my eye that this is all new and everything. And then, um, it was obviously very fun, but it was towards the end of last year. Um, I actually, you know, it did take a toll on me and I had several panic attacks in hotel rooms and on planes and it, it's not all glamorous, and I feel like you know I also played into the the image that it was you know fun and and look at me, look at me, look at my jet setting lifestyle just through Instagram. But no one really saw the behind the scenes of the fact that I was like living off coffee, cigarettes, red wine, melatonin, CBD, like all this like concoction to like up down oh. you know calm. And obviously, that's going to take a toll on me. Um, but in, in saying that, I got to go to some amazing places and you know now that I'm stuck in New York I do miss the travel obviously I will never ever ever go back to the crazy back-to-back travel that I had before COVID but I do miss traveling for work I miss especially now that it's like
0: minus seven degrees in New York City I miss (laughs) going to
1: warm places in the winter time
0: Oh my gosh. I bet. I mean, but it's kind of crazy for us sitting here. I see the snow and I'm like, oh, that looks so beautiful. But I know, I I know.
1: Absolutely. I was saying the other day that I feel like I'm really pale and I'm, I'm obviously not pale, but to me, I feel really pasty (laughs) because I'm usually topping up my tan like in Australia at this, this time, you know, the tennis is on. I'm like, I just bought a subscription so that I could watch the tennis at night just so that I can, you know, have this little, you know, mentally I'm in Australia moment.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just turn the heater up and just pretend that you're, you're sitting courtside. I Absolutely. love that you're a tennis girl. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm just, I play really badly, but I'm a, I'm a fan. I'm a big fan. I'm
1: a big fan. I was banned from family <laughs> tennis matches because of my temper.
0: oh I love that for you just just (laughs) spitting the dummy (laughs) yeah
1: I was a tennis racket thrower I was you know and I would you know hit the ball over the fence be like fuck this like you guys suck
0: um yeah (laughs) what was um what were some of your favorite places to travel for work off the top of your head Oh, so
1: I went to Bali for a swimwear shoot. I went to Capri for a bridal shoot. That was beautiful. But my favorite place that I went to for work would have to have been Cartagena in Colombia. Um, a beautiful, beautiful, colorful kind of colonial um, town in yeah, Colombia and I was there for a two-day shoot, but I had like a day off in between. So I was able to, on my day off, um, explore the city and taste all the food and, you know, really, you know, get a feel for the city in a day.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But it was great. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing when you're traveling to all these incredible places and I, I imagine even getting one day off is pretty rare. Do you sort of just, you get there, you work and you're like, mental note to come back here when I'm not.
1: Absolutely. Working and working. <laughs> well, I've I learned that a lot of the other models they'd get booked on a job like that and then they'd stay there for a week. But I just didn't have that boundary setting capacity then because another job would come up and I'd be like, Yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, I'll fly there. Um and in hindsight, which is always 2020 vision. <laughs> um, I could have could have taken a lovely holiday in a few very luxurious places, but you know, when I can travel again, it's going to be so amazing. I like once I get over my fear of flying. um <laughs> You have a fear uh, of flying, only because of COVID. Oh, okay. I was so just like I'm say, a, kind of like, I'm you... a nervous flyer anyway. Like I get pretty anxious on a flight anyway, but. Not like really really bad flyer like I've got friends yeah. that you know any mo- movement they're like oh my god but no I can usually I just knocked myself out and slept the whole time but um that's what yeah, I don't that- miss
0: about traveling like I, I'm I miss going to these far away places and the adventure and exploring it and I love I actually love airport culture I think it's just so fascinating that you just get People from all around the world, like that, you never otherwise would have crossed paths with. But the actual thought of getting onto the big, the big metal bird again, I'm not rushing to do that. But the travel, it's yeah, to do it to get well, see, yeah,
1: yeah. Look, I because of all the traveling that I was doing, I was able. To rack up some pretty epic miles on my frequent oh flyer points. And towards the end of last year, I treated myself to a little <laughs> upgrade in business class. Oh. And because I've never had a client pay for my flight business class, you know, if I wanted business class, I'd have to pay for myself or use my points. Um, so, also FYI to everyone, I was flying around the world back to back like a crazy person in economy, <laughs> which. Wow.
0: That, tax- that takes a toll on your body. Like just yeah. flying economy, doing the, I don't know, going to Europe it is, it takes me four days to recover. I can't yeah, go to the which toilet is fine. properly. Like
1: I don't, I don't want to, okay. I feel like that was very privileged of me being like, I flew in coach, like, but everyone has to fly economy. Like it's yeah. so fucking expensive to fly business class. So I would not do it unless I had points. Like it just doesn't make sense. Um, but And I would happily fly economy if I was going on a holiday, but to go for work and to be expected to be literally fresh, like the next day after you've flown across the world to, to then rock up to set fresh faced, like, you know, like you've slept and then work for 10 hours. I want to be like lying down on a plane. I'm sorry.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I totally feel you. I mean, I obviously haven't traveled for work on the, the scale that you have, but when I've sort of gone overseas for junkets and stuff like that, the expectation is that they put you in business class because it's like you're, it's your face on camera, right? You have to mm-hmm. be looking pretty good and I don't look great after flying economy. Let me tell you, it's no. not... <laughs> It's not cute. But the one time I did fly business class for work, it was uh, to Tokyo. And it was the most amazing experience. Like it's only a, I think like seven or eight hour flight to Tokyo from Sydney. And it was hard to go back. It was hard to get shifted back to Yeah. They say that once you go business, you can't really go back. But you have to (laughs) because otherwise you'd be broke. So... (laughs) I've, I mean, the goal is to, okay, maybe this is not the number one goal, but, you know, I'd like to be a 60 year old woman, just first class all the way, save up all my pennies and just be that roaming would be nice. around the world. That maybe I we like can that travel view. by the time I'm 60. <laughs> yeah. I, I think
1: that's a strong possibility. I hope so anyway crossed.
0: <laughs> so when I mean okay, let's let's talk seriously about when things are going to open up. Let's hope that it's in the, the next 12 months fingers crossed. How are you going to I guess ap- approach travel and work? Do you have an idea about you said boundaries? you're going to sort of implement things like that? How are you going to approach work and travel?
1: Yeah, well, I think for me, I have like a life plan, (laughs) like a, you know, two year, five year plan. And I know that they're they're stupid and outdated, but let me have that. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But basically, I figured Australia is not going to be allowing international travel until 2022 minimum, like. So the possibility for me to come home and see my family and friends, I've just kind of written off until, you know, the very distant future, Um, which is, it's sad. Um,
0: Yeah, that must be so tough.
1: But I've also kind of come to the realization that in order to travel as well everyone's going to have to be vaccinated. And at the moment, the vaccine rollout in America is very, 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 very slow. I have a very strong feeling that everyone in Australia is going to be vaccinated before I am, which is fine. Um, everything's <laughs> fine. Um,
0: <laughs> Sounds that's
1: <laughs> But, um, yeah, then for work, like, I don't want to be going anywhere, like, internationally for work until... There's more of a handle on, um, this virus. Like I think, you know, I I applaud Australia and New Zealand for doing such an incredible job, even though there are like crazy flight caps and, you know, flights to get home are so expensive, but you know, it's there for a reason. And you guys seem to be living a really normal life right now. Um, so yeah, I don't know. I'm just, I am excited to travel, But I think I'll be travelling with caution and I do think that, you know, by the time I am able to travel, at least in the same capacity for work, I'm hoping, you know, (laughs) I'm hoping that I will have a little more stable of a, like, a base here. like I don't want to say I want to just, like start my family because I don't I, like that's not even on the that's not even on the cards but like that's part of my like five year plan. It's the plan. You know? It's the five year plan. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I
0: sound so lame. <laughs> no, I love it. I just I mean I love that you said uh, your manifestation journal before because I I did a vision board last week for the first time ever and I don't want to I don't want to be funny but the fir- like one of the first things that I put on there came true yes it came true came to came to vision like it yeah I manifested it true so I'm kind of on board I love manifestation board I feel like everything
1: not everything but a lot of things that I have written down and manifested in like the moon cycles or just in general have kind of happened or they've not happened but I've made these like profound realizations for myself that have actually opened up new new chapters for me to to go on different journeys so
0: yeah yeah I think also I mean who knows these things may have been like written in the stars and were gonna happen anyway but for me it just it feels better knowing that I maybe played a bit more of an active part in it like if you had it down and you said you wanted that rather than just like thinking it in your head I just feel a bit more proactive in my life about the things that I'm chasing
1: well that's the thing I think that's the the beauty of manifestation I don't necessarily believe that like you write it down it comes true but you write it down you speak that goal into existence and then you go about your life putting things into place in order to set yourself up to achieve said goal so you know, whether it is, you know, the divine powers intervening and, you know, the universe guiding you along your way or if it is just you and your
0: self-motivation and your willpower, um, who knows, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, me too. It helps me sleep a little bit better at night ever since I've had my vision yeah. board. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you, you mentioned that uh, you obviously – separated from your family and friends in Australia which I I can't even imagine how tough that is is there one one cafe or one destination that your your heart is just truly pining for at the moment because on a much smaller scale when when I lived in the UK there were just the weirdest things that I missed about Australia and I, I can imagine that you must just like have that one meal or something what what is it that you're just missing so much from australia
1: honestly and it's gonna sound so basic but a proper smashed avocado toast (laughs) because they don't know how to do it over here (laughs) it's literally they just like mash avocado with a fork on a piece of toast and then and like no no, like it needs to be this beautiful luscious thick sourdough with like you know the Persian feta mixed in in there, the squeeze of lemon juice, like
0: just they Aussies know how to do a smashed avo. You know what? If you're in lockdown for for much longer, you're gonna like run into the back of a restaurant and just say, "No, this is how you do it." You're gonna. Get so <laughs> I fed saw up. this.
1: I saw this TikTok the other day of this woman who'd gone into like a burger store in Harlem, and because of the um because of COVID, they they don't have as many workers. And she's like, This is what happens when you live in the neighborhood and you make friends with everyone. You just come in and make your own burger. I'm like, I'm so gonna end up doing that to my local cafe. (laughs) Be like, Look, sorry, you can't do it properly. Let me have it. Like, let me add it. I'll make you smash Davos. It's gonna be a sensation on the menu. You'll get business because of my smash Davos. I guarantee it.
0: (laughs) She snapped. She finally snapped. I think the the neighborhood would thank you for it, quite frankly. I I really do. I really do. All right. Now, at the end of um, every chat that I have on vacay, I ask people the golden ticket question, and it's a it's a bit of a gun to your head. Where would you go tomorrow if there were no restrictions, money wasn't an issue, you could literally go anywhere in the world? Where would it be?
1: Hmm. Oh,
0: that's so hard. That's so hard.
1: Do you know what? Nah, I'd come, I'd, c- I'd come home. I'd come, I'd go, I'd get like a, I'd get a really nice like villa or something in Byron Bay and I'd just get my family and my like best friend to come and stay in the villa for a week and just hug everyone and like literally hug everyone of every minute of every day and just swim in the beach and go walk along the beach and smell the fresh air and yeah, I'd
0: come back to Oz. Yeah. I think that's a good very good answer. Just full human contact. Yeah. No Literally masks. like jumping people. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, never leave me.
0: <laughs> people can't see what I'm doing. I'm doing these weird like gestures. <laughs> Just yeah, I I feel it. I can feel how much you wanna hug people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> to to finish on, I wanna give you a little moment to to promote anything, any projects that you've got blow up your Insta, anything that the people need to know about what's going on with you right now?
1: Um, right now I'm working on a podcast that I have no idea when I'm going to release, but I'm a perfectionist. So I want it to be perfect before I put it out to the public, but it will be released sometime this year. So keep your ears open I was going to say use <laughs> heels but that's not a saying like just I like be aware <laughs> be aware of these things but also yeah follow me on Instagram that's what you'll find out when the podcast
0: drops amazing well it has been such a pleasure talking to you um I am oh I'm such a big fan of yours and I'm, I'm just so happy that I got to speak to you and I just thank you for everything that you do I think you're yeah incredible all right so thank you so much <laughs> <laughs> okay bye bye Oh,